Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be cleaning up your communication skills. So without further ado, let's hop right in. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host and executive coach, Adam Melnick. With over a decade of experience in mental health, leadership, and coaching, I aim to help you understand leadership through a mental health lens. So let's sit back, relax, and have a chat. As many of you will probably notice and understand by now, leadership isn't really about what you know, but who you know. To kind of go back to an earlier podcast episode, we looked at the job of a king. What is the job of a king? It's not to build roads. It's not to defend the country. It's not to collect taxes. It's not to educate its people. See, a king's job is to find people to collect taxes, find people to build roads, find people to defend the country, and find people to educate its citizens. Its job is to find these people and then take care of them. Make sure that they are able to do their job effectively as possible. In order to do that, a king needs an incredible repertoire of soft skills. It needs to understand the basics and the foundations of, for example, how to defend a country, sure. But a king mostly leans on his advisors. He leans on those that are more knowledgeable in that subject area. Because, let's face it, if the king was truly spectacular in that area, then why does he need a general? Why does he need a finance officer? Why does he need a board of education? He can simply do it himself. The reality of the situation, though, is that nobody is skilled at everything. Someone can be skilled at one thing, but not everything. And that's kind of the cornerstone of modern civilization. See, when we look at our society, our society is built on specializations. The reason I get to be an executive coach is because I have somebody that is trained and specialized in being a farmer. The reason why you can do your job is because we have people that are trained and specialized that built your house, your apartment, the place that you stay at. See, you didn't have to learn how to build your own house. You just bought it. The reason why you get to go out and have fun every night is because we have people that specialize in making clothing so you don't have to make your own clothing and this is true for a plethora of vocations your true job in leadership is to find the skilled talent the specializations that you need and put them to work effectively and take care of them so it frees you up to do your work in order to do that, you need the soft skills necessary to one, communicate your vision and plan to these individuals, and to be able to resolve conflicts or issues that may arise with these individuals. Unfortunately, most leaders, most managers don't have the soft skills. Most leaders were good at one thing, and because they were good at that one thing, they get promoted as a way of rewarding them for being good at that 
one thing. This is called promoting to incompetence. They didn't become a leader because they were good at leadership. They became a leader as a reward for being good at doing one thing. This is why we have, for example, lawyers who are really good at being a lawyer get into a leadership role and absolutely screw over the organization. It's like, well, yeah, they didn't have the soft skills or the leadership skills necessary to succeed in that position. So let's clean up your communication. Let's improve your soft skills so you can become an amazing leader and lead your team effectively. And the first thing to remember anytime you communicate is that it does not matter what you say. If you do not say it in a way that the other person hears it, you have wasted your time. To help illustrate this, I remember walking down the street and I noticed two couples fighting. The girl was very upset with the gentleman and pointing fingers at him, accusing him of something. I didn't really quite know what. The problem being was that the guy wasn't hearing her and so was interrupting his lady and defending himself. I remember sitting back and thinking to myself, ah, crap, these two are just talking past each other. No one's actually hearing them. This is a waste of time. Both parties should take a step back, take a deep breath, and then come back and talk to each other at a later date because no one's hearing each other, and that is a problem. And that is something you must remember any time you're communicating with an individual. You need to communicate in a way that the other person hears, whether that is positive feedback, negative feedback, whether that is doing a presentation, public speaking, it does not matter. When you are talking to an individual, they have to hear you. And so how do we make it so that they do hear us? The first step is you need to stop interrupting completely. Many people and individuals in leadership positions love to interrupt. See, leaders are really good at talking. Talk, 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 talk. They are piss poor listeners. And they never take a step back to hear what the other person says. Instead, they're too busy trying to get their own point across. Don't do this. The thing being is that if you don't listen to them, they won't listen to you. When I'm working with a leader, if they're constantly interrupting me, the first question I have is, why should I listen to them? They are rude and disrespecting me. We need to let the other person finish their thought or sentence. We need to give them space to talk. When we're in a meeting, if somebody stands up and starts talking, we need to let them finish their sentence. We need to let them finish their thought. By interrupting them, we, one, disrespect the other party. We say that they don't really matter. We don't really care about them, and they are unimportant. We must let them finish their thought. And who knows? If we let them finish their thought, 
maybe we'll actually understand what they're trying to communicate, as opposed to jumping to conclusions and assumptions, which could dig us into big trouble down the road. Remember, we never want to make rope salesmen. Because when we make rope salesmen, by pissing the people off around us, they will sell us as much rope as we need to in order to hang ourselves. That's a very dangerous, dangerous thing to do. So to come back, we need to let the other party speak and we need to listen to them. Stop interrupting your team. The next point is silence. I love silence. The average person is incredibly uncomfortable with silence. They don't like it. When you're in a conversation with an individual, when the conversation abruptly ends, you'll notice there's this awkward pause, and you feel the need to jump in and fill that void. Don't. See, the other party has that exact same feeling as well. When we're communicating with individuals, for example, if we're going to give feedback or have a hard conversation, we want that silence. Why? Because by having that silence, we leave it open for one, thoughts and reflections. And then two, we give them the opportunity to jump in and continue the conversation forward. A fabulous rule of thumb around silence is any time there's a lull in the conversation, count to three in your head. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. If the other party doesn't say anything, jump in and ask another question. Silence is a tool. Most people don't use it appropriately or enough. Another example of this is I watch leadership speak in front of their organization or team. They are so uncomfortable with silence in those meetings that they rush to fill the void when they shouldn't be. There should be pauses in between sentences. There should be empty space hanging out there. Why? Because it allows the audience to hear what you said and absorb it. If you haven't noticed in this podcast, I use silence. I use it quite a bit. Particularly when I want to emphasize something, I'll just let it hang. Don't be afraid of silence. Use it. It's a tool within your tool belt. Which moves us into the next point. Less is always more. Many leaders, again, are fabulous talkers. They talk like nobody's business, but they talk about nothing. They talk about nothing. This is a problem. When you are speaking, we need to use as few words as possible to convey our message. It makes us sound competent. It makes us sound concise and intelligent. 
People will hear you when you use less words. If you go on a big, long rant, talking about something that could be easily summed up in a sentence or two, you may feel good about yourself because, hey, I get the center stage. I get to talk to everybody. Look how the attention and spotlight is on me. But the person across from you that has to listen to you is rolling their eyes internally. They have checked out. They don't care. And the only reason why you think they care is because they are stuck to that seat. To come back to a previous podcast episode, we talked about personal versus positional respect. When they sit in that chair and they can't get up to leave because you are yimmer yammering on to no end, it's because they do so because they have to respect your position and the authority that position gives you. They do not respect you as an individual. They do not care about you. I have worked with CEOs, CFOs, CMOs, CHOs, whatever the hell you want to call them. And I sit there and I think to myself, nobody respects this individual. They respect their position. And this individual has a self-inflated view of themselves because individuals are forced to sit through their lectures and their rants. When we talk to people, remember, they are forced to sit in that office to sit and talk to you because of your position, not because of who you are. To build that personal respect, we need, we need to start using less words, not more. We don't want our team checking out. Moving from there, stop assuming. Stop flipping assuming. Holy crap, the amount of times I've listened to leadership say, they should know, they should know, they should know. Well, did you tell them? Assumptions kill, kill in conversations. It's particularly when you're having a hard conversation or difficult conversation. I have often heard, well, the other person should know this. Well, they would know it if somebody taught it to them. Did somebody teach it to them? Well, yeah, they probably, they should have. Well, should have isn't good enough. Never assume. When we're communicating with somebody, we want to make as little assumptions as possible. We should not assume that the other person knows what we're talking about when we are discussing a project or a strategic plan. How many times have I spoken to a leader that says, all right, guys, we are going to sit down and talk about a strategic plan that I'm sure you guys have all read. And so we're just going to get right into it only to get to the meeting and find out nobody's read the strategic plan because the strategic plan was 100 pages long and nobody had time for that. And so they just made this assumption, this baseless assumption, and now are frustrated and upset. How many times have I seen management just assume that everybody understands the acronyms that they're using or the slang or shorthand that they're using? And lo and behold, when I talk to individuals in the audience, they're like, I have no idea what this man just said. I have no idea what my leader said. All I know is they sound passionate and excited about it. 
And then leadership gets frustrated and upset because, again, nobody knows what the hell they're talking about because leadership assumed the other person knew. When I talk to individuals one-on-one, and I'm just doing a little bit more of a rapport-building conversation, I do not assume that the other person knows my social connections or the background behind many of the stories that I tell. So what I do is I always like to fill people in with the necessary information if it is pertinent. And some people, in fact, I would actually argue most people will pretend as if they know what's going on to try to look smart because nobody wants to look like an idiot. And they will say, oh yeah, I totally remember that, when actually they don't. It is good communication habit to assume that the other person doesn't know what you're talking about and to be gracious and to help fill them in on the details, especially if you don't talk with this person regularly. To move into our final topic for today, it's called conversational threading. This is a critical skill that you need in leadership. Conversational threading is to be able to transition from topic to topic seamlessly without issue. Many individuals I talk to are terrible at conversational threading. How do I know this? Because they will talk about one topic and then they will talk so long about this topic that there's nothing more to talk about on this topic And then the conversation dies. And there's this empty, awkward space, this gap. Well, why is that gap there? Because both parties don't know how to transition to something else, to a new topic. When you are talking with an individual one-on-one, you're going to start noticing what are called conversational threads. These are topics that you can move into. Your job is to identify which threads you want to move towards and to pull those threads. An example of this is somebody were to ask me, Adam, how's your day going? I would say, it's not going too bad. I worked on my podcast, I worked out, and I got my laundry done today. I have given the other person three conversational threads to talk about. I talked about that I recorded a podcast episode, that I did my laundry, and that I worked out. You can now dive into any one of these conversational threads. You just have to pull the one that you believe you can contribute to the most. And when you have to answer a question, we always want to provide the other party with conversational threads. The last thing you should do is when somebody says, how are you doing? Say, busy awesome. Where do I even go from there? A whole lot of nowhere. I see this in relationships and particularly with dating, where one party will start asking questions of the other party and the other party's answering in one word answers. How are you doing? Good. What'd you do today? Nothing. That's awesome. Any plans for tonight? Not really. And then the conversation dies. Well, What happened was there were no conversation threads. There's no topics to talk about. And this can be chalked up to a multitude of reasons. Sometimes the individual just wants the conversation to die. 
and they simply don't have the skills to navigate and end the conversation appropriately. But more often than not, what I see is a lack of communication and a piss-poor communication style or even skills. When we answer questions, we always want to give the other person enough information so that they can move from one topic to the other. And so when we talk to individuals, we are one looking for those conversational threads to start pulling, and then we are going to provide conversational threads to the other person, which comes into, well, how do we have those conversations? How do we pull on those threads? The first thing to do is identify what threads are being presented to you. What are the conversation topics that they are giving to you? The next question you need to ask yourself is, which topics can you provide value towards? Are you naturally curious about one topic and want to add on to it? Or do you have some valuable insight into a topic that could provide a little bit of back and forth? Once you have chosen the topic... The next thing you need to do in a very simplistic term is ask a open-ended question about said topic. Just an open-ended question and see what they say. If we go back to our earlier example of, hey, how's your day going? And I would say, it's not too bad. I worked out, I did my laundry, and I got my podcast done. The conversational threads are, I'm very busy, I did laundry today, I did errands, I worked out, and I did my podcast. I've given you four conversational topics to jump on. Let's identify one that we can relate to. In this case, let's pull on the workout thread. Good for you. I've always wanted to work out, I just never had the time. What got you into working out? Bam. We have just pulled on the workout thread. We have given them threads that they can talk to us about. We talked about wanting to work out and not having enough time. These are conversational threads that they can now pull on their own. And we've provided a what question to allow them to respond, to invite our curiosity to keep the conversation flowing. This is what conversational threading is. It's easy to understand. It's hard to put into practice. So to come back and finish off with what we just talked about today. One, always remember that the goal of conversation is to say what you need to say in a way that the other person will hear it. Make sure to use silence. It is there to help you, not hurt you. Do not be uncomfortable with it. Use less words, not more. By using less words in our sentence and being more direct, it makes us look competent, makes us look educated, and it increases their trust in us. And stop assuming that the other person knows what's going on. Most likely they don't. Be willing to explain it to them. Give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they actually don't know what's going on. They don't understand your slogans, your jargon, or your acronyms, and use basic language, unless they tell you otherwise. And lastly, improve your conversational threading. 
identify the topics of conversation that are being presented to you and actively think which conversation thread do you want to pull on? Which conversation do you want to have? And ask an open-ended question about that conversational topic while still providing the other person with other conversational threads that they can pull on to move the conversation forward. I hope this was helpful. In the next episode, we're going to do a part two of cleaning up your conversation skills. And I look forward to hearing what you guys think about that episode. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, give it a like, and share it with a friend. And if you're ready to take the next leap and improve your leadership skills, head over to www.seedingthelead.com and book your free coaching session today. Mm-hmm.